Hello and welcome to this episode of Harney's Practically Speaking. I am Amy Roos, Director of Client Services for Harney's Fiduciary based in the London office and today I'm joined by Philip Graham, partner of Harney's and head of our funds team for the BBI. Welcome Phil. Thanks Amy, thanks for having me. Today we'll talk about private investment funds and those entities that need to apply for registration. The deadline for registrations is the 30th of June, so those entities that are affected will need to take immediate action. Phil, can you give us a quick synopsis of the private investment funds regime and where it's come from, please? So this is all part of the, the sort of the recent evolution of laws that has come from the BVI talking to the EU and, and obviously being assessed for the purposes of any list that it was going to be on. And as you know, Amy, BVI proudly sits on the, on the whitelist at the moment. And as part of that sort of whitelisting, the BVI committed to bring in a regime to effectively regulate closed-end funds. The very traditional approach from the BVI and from Cayman and from Bermuda and, and Bahamas, etc., was always that open-ended funds were regulated. And in the BVI, they have been so since 1996, but closed-end funds were not. This new regime is now bringing the sort of the closed-end fund world into the regulatory regime. Our listeners have existing BVI companies and they will need to make a relatively quick determination of whether or not they are in scope of these new rules. What steps can we take to, to determine whether existing entities fall under the rules? So it's a really good question. We're obviously very aware that there are a lot of people out there with an awful lot of, of active BVI vehicles. And just to be clear, it is both companies and limited partnerships. And so what people are looking for, I'm sure, is to get an understanding, to get a feel for this law, to frankly know whether their vehicle is, is within the regime or, or is outside the regime very quickly. And then obviously for those that are in the regime, to make sure that an application is put into the Financial Services Commission in the BVI before the end of this month. So I think the most helpful way to run through that is really to have a look at the uh, have a look at the law and, and ask some uh, ask some sort of basic questions to get us started. Great. So I think the first knockout, if you like, is entities that have one shareholder. Could you discuss that for us, please? So part of this regime talks about collective investment, and it's been made very clear by the regulator, by the FSC in the BVI, that that therefore means that if your vehicle has a single shareholder, or in the case of a limited partnership, a single limited partner, it cannot fall into this regime because it is not doing any form of collective investment. Now, just to be clear, there is no look through on that. So it is simply looking at your register of shareholders or your register of limited partnership interests and ascertaining whether there is any more than a single notification on that register. OK, so that's pretty easy to determine. Then the, the next kind of knockout point is about the number of assets an entity holds. Can you talk us through that? Correct. So there is also an element within this regime of a diversification of portfolio risk, as is stated. And what does that really mean? That means that this vehicle is effectively collecting more than a single asset to add some layer of difference between the assets that are being held. So on that basis, if your entity has a single asset, it cannot be doing any level of diversification and therefore, again, falls outside this regime. And again, there's no look through on this. So again, you're not looking at what the single asset is and whether that then has multiple assets underneath it. You are simply looking at what specific asset does your entity hold. Right. 
So the next strand to look at is, I understand, the collective investment purpose that the FSC is seeking to regulate entities that were set up for the purpose of collective investment. Correct. So this is where if you if your vehicle has multiple shareholders or limited partners and, and, and also has multiple assets that it holds, this is where a lot of people, when they initially heard about this regime, had some concern because clearly there are a huge number of vehicles registered in the BVI that will have the will still fall into this category. And this is when the, the FSC then begins to get a little more into the detail. And the first element of that is that the vehicle was formed to provide some element of collective investment. So if it was formed for another purpose, and there could be a huge number of purposes of which you would, you would form a vehicle, it would again fall outside this regime. Okay. And obviously entities that are already licensed don't need to worry about this either. That's absolutely right. So if you, if you are a regulated fund or, or any other form of a regulated entity, you can also ignore this regime. You are already part of the regulatory framework in the BVI. It is really looking to see any, any unregulated vehicles, whether they also now need to, uh, to make an application to the FSC. Excellent. And then the final kind of knockout is shareholders expecting a return on their investment. Absolutely right. So you're then beginning to look at sort of almost a, an offering style analysis. So if, if at the original intention, you, you have gone out there and you've looked to potentially third party investors and you've brought them into the vehicle, you know, all of that is beginning to look and feel a lot more like a traditional closed end fund. If there hasn't been an element of going out to investors, if there hasn't been an element of potentially offering the interest within your vehicle, then again, it's, it's very feasible that your vehicle may fall outside this regime. But we would thoroughly recommend that you speak to someone at Harney's about that and just test that point a little further. Okay, great. So I think a lot of our listeners will be able to have their minds put at rest that this regime doesn't apply to them. But those that do, can you just briefly run through the steps that those entities that think they could be affected need to take and the time frame for that, please. So the key aspect is, is absolutely, as you say, the time frame. All applications for PIFs, as we're calling them, need to be in by the end of June. What does that mean? Well, that means that you have an application form to complete and you have a variety of documents to submit as part of that application, some of which include an offering document or a term sheet, a valuation policy for how you would value your underlying assets and details of who the controllers of the vehicle are, both from the perspective of directors or indeed people that are involved with the general partner if it's a limited partnership, but also people that are involved in the managing of the entity, the valuation of the entity and the safekeeping of the assets of the entity. So you'll need to put all of these specifics into the application and then get it submitted by the end of the month. Um, which obviously we are more than happy to help people with if, if they need the assistance. And the final thing I would say is, and this is very sort of touchy-feely, but what the regulator is really looking for is something that looks, smells, and feels like a closed-end fund. And they've been very clear that certain things that may come fairly close to this definition still fall outside. So things like joint venture vehicles, things like private investment companies, PICs, things like carry vehicles and 
and all of that kind of good stuff, which come, can come quite close to this type of definition. The FSC has made very clear all the way through that they are not intending to regulate those. So there is also a degree of sort of sensible, practical approach that needs to be taken when looking at your vehicle. So whilst you may be worried about it at the moment because it's quite close to the definition, do feel free to reach out to us. We're more than happy to discuss it with you. And hopefully we can find a way to either get you regulated by the end of the month or indeed give you the confidence that you're outside scope. Excellent. And has the FSC given any indication of timeframes for turnarounds of these applications? They have a, a very, a very confident sort of 24 to 48 hours upon receipt of the of the applications. And that's very consistent with their turnaround for applications for, for regulated open ended funds as well. So so we're very confident that they can achieve that. They've also put a specific PIF team in place. So they're, they're also ready, willing and able to uh, to deal with these applications. So I'm very confident it'll be a smooth process through uh, through the start of July. Excellent. Okay, well, thanks very much for joining us today, Phil. I think that's been a really useful synopsis of this new legislation. And uh, of course, we're always happy to answer questions if they arise. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Emmy.